Hey, this is a podcast. No, wait, it's a comedy podcast. Well, we tried to make it a comedy podcast. And uh, it's not meant to offend anyone. So don't get offended, okay? And wait, there's something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listener discretion is advised. Audiomatic presents Our Last Week. Hi, Kunal. Hi, Paul. Kunal, my yesterday was completely ruined. What happened, yeah? You know, V. Das. I know V. Das. Yeah, yeah. So, he gave some lecture at Kennedy Center for seven and a half minutes. Right, right. About how there are two Indias or nine Indias or 16 Indias or whatever. Right. I don't know. I mean, between us, I didn't understand most of it. It was something like... When blue plays green, we turn orange. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, I have no no views on it personally, apart from what I just said. Point is, from the morning, my whole day was ruined because different TV channels and media outlets, I guess they try to get hold of comedians. And then they ask us, what do you think? So what do you think? What is your view on this? How many Indians are there? Now you had a point about this, which is, why do other comedians ruin the day for other comedians who had nothing to do with it? You know, I'm, I'm not saying that's the intention. That's definitely mm. not the intention to spoil the day of another person, whether they're mm. a comedian or just someone with an opinion or whatever it is. But the thing is that, you know, these guys, like a Kamra or a Veer or whatever, they, you know, they have ideas and they express them. And that's great. And it's wonderful. And I I'm, I'm completely support that. It's just that then the the rest of the, uh, I mean, the machinery starts where hundreds and thousands of other people then find themselves occupied for a few days with that. So the thing that took them five minutes to write or two minutes to just come up with a tweet or like, you know, 20 minutes to write a little spiel or whatever it is then takes up the time of other people for days. Someone has to drive to a studio to get into a TV Mm. debate. Someone has to make pointers, you know, then what is your opinion, Mr. Sorry, where are you from? Which department? I'm saying then you are all these discussions and all, you know, like I'm sure you had other things to do, right? I mean, you were eating an omelette, but then you had some submissions. You had to, you know, you had had to write something. I went to NDTV last night because... Whatever. I had to do one just so I had an excuse to the other channels to say, look, I'm on this channel. You know, it's like a sacrifice. I think you should be that guy, Pal, who, you know, you should be the Navjot Singh Sidhu at one time used to run from one television channel to the other. Mm. Mm. Uh, so he'll changing, Yeah. Yeah. But the only thing was that he would change his pagdi and tie. So I think in his oh, car, good. he had many different colors of pagdis and ties because the tie and the pagdi for some reason had to match. And mm. he would just keep hopping from one studio to the other with a different pagdi and tie. It was quite <laughs> amazing to watch because you'd flip a channel and suddenly, you know, it'd be from Navjot Singh Sidhu in red pagdi and red tie to blue pagdi and blue tie. I think you should be that guy for stand-up comics in India. And you should just I change your sh- cravat. So I'm saying that there is a much more lucrative career, what you're saying is, being a commentator on comedians than being a comedian. 
I I think that th- that might be the case for many things now. Commenting on stuff is now bigger than the thing itself. In in yeah. many cases. Correct. <laughs> so it's I'm better off commenting on someone commenting on something. Yeah. And both of us are not doing the thing that we should, which is comedy. Well, I like I like the awkward silence on your side. <laughs> I'll tell you why because now what we're saying is not very funny. So I, I'm just saying we should just move on. Correct. Now we are also not. We we're also we're talking people. about the state of comedy while not being funny, which is which Correct. is a crime. So we should move fast. Exactly. Which is why we need to move to a listener special, which is what Hello. we have today. Hello, out. listeners. A listener. Hello, special. listeners. Thank you and welcome to a listener special. The first conundrum. is from Vinod Sharma. Hello Vinod. Hi Vinod. And he says, "My younger brother got married a few years after me and now is already on his way to having a kid. My wife and I are living abroad and now planning a visit to India soon. As is the custom, everyone is going to inquire and show concern on why we aren't having kids. My conundrum is, should we get pregnant already or just keep delaying the trip?" Excellent conundrum. Well, I mean, yeah, getting pregnant so that you don't have to deal with uh, these conversations is pretty much the reason why India is at the population that it's at. <laughs> why did you have four children? Are they kept saying when is the next? When is the next? We just every time we went out there, they just have it now. Have so many children till they stop asking. I guess that's yeah. that was that is the re- main reason why we 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 overpopulated. Yeah, you know you had 9 kids. Ha huh, dadi, 9. <laughs> you have problem now. What about when in 2021 you were just eating my head every day when I was on holiday when I come from the US. You like have a child, have a child, look at that couple, look at this couple. Now now we're not stopping. Now my wife and I are on it. 9 we had. <laughs> We're gonna have twelve. No, but beta, where will they stay? How will you feed them? I don't care. I don't care. You only <laughs> say have. Now, see, now it's your problem. We'll come back every Are winter be- with nine kids. For me to die, I have to die now. No, you can't you look die. after them now. You can't die. No, you can't die. You asked for this. Now you deal with this. So, I think, and Kunal, mm. you can tell me if you disagree, is to have so many conversations about children without committing to having children. Hmm. So every time you come, you just tell people, you know, we've just been looking at cots, hmm. and we've decorated the baby room, and you know, we spend a lot of time going to baby showers, and we are always in the baby section, and everyone's like, oh, you know, Vinod and his wife—they're really planning for this baby, and then just never have the child. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's in coming. the states, it takes longer, or wherever we are. Yeah, See, abroad, no, in the US, it takes a lot longer. Over it's here. Much longer. Huh? Much, it's longer. much longer. It's not nine months. Huh? I think it's like forty-two months or something. Yeah. And then you tell your brother or sister, whoever already has a kid, you know, you tell your nephew and niece, it's coming. Uh, get ready to play with your little cousin, <laughs> and you keep doing that till your nephew is like forty. Yeah. yeah, he's coming. Don't get too he's old, coming. huh? Yeah, yeah. It's coming. You're going to be playing with him soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The kid is fifty. Yeah, she's on her way. <laughs> Don't throw those clothes. They're yeah. going to fit your little cousin. She's coming. The room is full of dolls. But uncle, you are seventy-one. Auntie is sixty-eight. When will you have kids? 
It's coming, beta. It's coming. Also, you had a different suggestion. You said mix it up a little bit. I I, I promise different things to different relatives. Yeah, I just think that you know it can lead to a lot of. I mean, one way is to distract them with who has what information. You know, like people, mm. because you know that they're going to be talking behind your back about what your plans are. So why give the same plan to everyone? You know, mm. like to someone, just say, "Listen, we're just not interested. We're not in that space." To someone else, you say that you know, I, me as a guy, I just have different priorities. Or to someone else, she can, you know, wife can say that you know, I'm just not ready for it. Or they can say, "No, no, we're having it. In fact, you're the only one we're telling, but we're actually two months down." So I'm saying, just like, just mix it up, and then, and then they'll be so busy trying to sort out, you know, who has the right information and what the take is. They might leave you alone in the process. Yeah, yeah, and you'll get invited to a lot of places, right? Because yeah. some will say. Are you don't know anything? They're not having a baby. Yeah, they've decided against it. What rubbish! Shut yeah, up. she's only told. She told her, yeah, that she's actually <laughs> two months down. That's yeah, cool. they're having nine babies. Huh? Nine they're having. Yeah, in one go. We've got a time conundrum from Hina. Okay, hi Hina. Uh, hi Hina. She says, "Hey, Paul and Kudal, my flatmate and I bought a wall clock recently to hang up on our living room. Exciting thing being an adult." And he set the time ten minutes ahead, saying that will ensure that we are always on time and we won't have an excuse for tardiness. I get the logic behind it, but the problem is I know that the clock is ten minutes ahead, hmm. and hmm. I take the time to procrastinate and turn out to be late for appointments. How do we correct this? Set the clock twenty minutes ahead. Will that mean twenty minutes of procrastination or ten minutes of procrastination and showing up to appointments on time? Please help your loyal listener, Hina. Excellent hmm. conundrum from Hina. Excellent. Very good, very good. Well, I know from personal experience that it doesn't work. You can set it, you know, one hour ahead, but you'll still be late because I mean, just yeah. late people are just late. Also, you had raised a very good point about who has the power in the new world, and mm. in the digital world, you made the astute observation that everybody has the same time, and that's problematic. You know, I just think that like now, everyone, no matter you're using Android, iPhone, whatever, everyone has the same time. You know, like yeah. everyone has exactly four twenty-six. I am have it here. You'll have it there. Someone in Delhi. Everyone across the country on their phone has the exact time. There's no debate about it. So when you're late yeah. and you're five minutes late or ten minutes late, there's no opinion there because earlier time was also. It was also a part of opinion. In my opinion, yeah. the time is three yeah. thirty. Yeah. But in your opinion, it's three twenty-five. In someone else's opinion, it's three thirty-two. You know, it depends on your sources. I get my time from the phone, huh? No, no, I get it from the TV. No, I just feel the time on my back. I'm saying different people had different ways of just, you know, just just getting the time. And the time was was slightly flexible. And my favorite example, two favorite examples. One is schools. Hmm, you know, hmm. seven in the morning, school starts at eight in the morning. Yeah, and always with the guy, the gatekeeper of the school, there's one teacher. There'd be teacher. an argument. Yeah, be argument. But ma'am, it's in my watch. It's two in minutes my, past eight. In my watch, it is. Varun, it's twelve past eight. Twelve past eight. Ma'am, your watch, ma'am, your watch is wrong. Your watch is wrong, ma'am. <laughs> That's my favorite line. Your watch is wrong. But uh, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I, I, I also feel that there should be a setting in the phone. Mm. You know where the time section is. There should be a mess with me setting. You know, okay. just like yeah. so. So what happens is that the that the phone manages to get you to your meeting on time, but by by cleverly using lies from time to time, you know, and it also oh, it, it, the phone goes full eighties. Like it goes yeah. back in time, comes forward in time. Comes so what forward. Hina is doing basically, yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that that you don't know when the phone is accurate and wh- when it is giving you the right time. When it is ten minutes ahead, five minutes fast, or six minutes slow. I'm saying that we should take trust away from the phone. You know. Yeah. I think when Albert Einstein had said, "No, time is relative." I think this yeah. is what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it's it's relative to faith, you know. It's relative yeah. to how much faith you have in the device that is telling you what time it is. That is the theory of relativity. <laughs> it is all based. It's all based it's on all, how much do I trust all, this clock? Correct, and how how lazy you are. Yeah. Santosh has written to us, Kunal. Yes, Santosh. And he says, "I live on the second floor of my building, and I prefer to go up to my floor via the lift." But everyone else who lives on the first two floors of my building, including my wife, take the stairs. So when I'm in the lift and press the second floor button, I always get judgy stares from people in my building, which makes me feel guilty. Am I wrong to take the lift? Should I feel guilty? Should I overcorrect and climb up the side of the building? What should he do? Excellent hmm. question from Santosh. Listen, I would take the lift and just ignore the stairs, because why should you take the burden of their healthiness yeah. on you? Yeah. You know, if you want to be unhealthy, mm-hmm. you should be able to enjoy that without other people making you feel bad about it. Yeah. What is so good in being good? You know. Well, you know why I relate so much to this conundrum is because for most, like for large part of my life, yeah, I lived on the second floor. Yes. And I, I, I pretty much always took the lift. I Correct. mean, I only, I only didn't take the lift when you know it was on the fourteenth floor and like it was taking a lot of time to come down. But even then, I think I'd just wait. I'd actually wait for like many minutes for the lift to get back down and then take it to the second floor. That was yeah. How, I mean, you didn't, you didn't just become fat like this. Yeah, it took a lot of effort. Yeah, a lot of work. I did walk yeah. down the steps. I mean, I didn't wait. Yeah. I mean, I think the stairs would be legitimate. If you waited for the lift to come down from the second floor, but you know, you know, here's the thing. I think the reason you would mix it up is because the fact that the stairs are there and you use it hmm. in your head, it makes you feel a little bit good about yourself, right? Like hmm. stairs are there. I've used it. Yeah, I'm done for the day, right? Yeah. But the real heavy lifting, which is going up, that has to be a lift. It always. And you know, you never know when life is going to take a lift away from you. You Correct, know? and I just think Correct. that the stairs that, are always there. Correct, see, stairs will always be there. Take a lift when life gives you a lift. Yes, you know that's what I'm saying. I often enter any building, a mall, anywhere, a movie theater. My first question: lift here, yeah? lift here. <laughs> Sometimes I won't take it, but I want to know if there's a lift. You know, there's a very beautiful theater in uh, Kolaba, uh, Regal Regal Theater, mm. and they have a balcony. And there's a lift that goes up to the balcony. Beautiful. It's a lovely old wooden lift, and I wait in line to get into that lift. It's just yeah. it's it's a single flight of stairs, but there's a certain joy in taking that lift, in buying a balcony ticket, you know, or dress yeah. circle as it's called. 
I feel elated when I take take that lift. I feel so happy. Tremendous. And the guy, the lift would check your ticket. Are you a balcony <laughs> ticket holder? Yeah. <laughs> Who are yeah. entitled to take this lift? And yes, you are. And they are welcome, sir, to take the lift. I think, in fact, I'm getting quite inspired. I think uh, Santosh should start shouting at these judgy people that are looking at it. What are you staring at? What are you staring at? You know, he should he should get pissy with other people in the lift. I would go with Adnan Sami and just say, lift karade. Yeah. Conundrum from Shivam Verma. This is my first time writing to the two of you. So here goes. I've been living with my mother alone since Jan 2020 after the marriage of one of my three sisters. I was looking for this time without my sisters as they used to gang up on me since my childhood. After 22 months of peace and serenity, my eldest sister has come to the house with her three infant children and she's overstaying her duration. Now we're all living with three infants and I've realized although we love children, all that vanishes just when these infants start throwing tantrums and shitting all around. (laughs) So my conundrum is, how do I get rid of this type of overstaying, especially when they are kids who are related to you. So Hmm. Shivam is very upset with these infants. I would be too, man. If my sister was bullying me and had three infants, I'd be pissed. I mean, and now if the three infants start bullying him, then it'll be a bit much. Yeah. And infants are bullies, full bullies. Now, you had a quite a unique solution. You said that he can't be mean to his sister. This is about territory, right? It's a territorial battle. Yeah. This is tiger versus tiger in Ranthambhor, right? That's what it is. Yeah. Sister tiger, brother tiger. With cubs. Full cubs. There are three cubs involved. And you're saying that the only way for him to regain territory is to frighten the cubs. I think that that is, you know, that is the only motivation that's going to get her out of there. Otherwise, I mean, why? She is not going to let go of the territory. And, and if she has a history of bullying you, she's the eldest sister. So pretty clearly, I, I can sense that, you know, she's not going to budge uh, if you try and... No, no. She, as they say in India, she will bash him up. She will bash him up. So I think the only solution is uh, to make it a not pleasurable experience for those poor little children. Just don't give them sweets. Yeah. Let them cry. Steal their jam toast. Steal their jam toast. Just so when they grow up, they're like, that Mamu is a bastard Mamu. We are never going there again. You don't know what he does, yeah. He's just a weirdo. And he only watches test cricket. He doesn't even watch IPL. (laughs) No, and he always takes the lift. He always takes the lift. Yeah. And he he makes us walk up the stairs. And you know, we said, let's watch Squid Game, Mamu. But you know what he made us do? He made us watch Veet Das's seven-minute monologue for three hours. (laughs) Mama, we're never going to this Mamu's house. Yeah. This is the worst Mamu. So yeah, I guess it comes with the price of uh, being hated by your nieces and nephews, but... uh... But I guess. But looks like Shivan wants to be hated by his so. uh, three nephews or uh, infant nieces. Yeah. So this is a good start. Scare them a little. Boom! <laughs> Are, mama, this Mamu doesn't let us sleep only. Kunal? Yes. Conundrum from Pratham Sharma. Pratham, hello. He's from Chandigarh. He's a fan. He works uh, in a company, has been working for six months. His company is a very friendly work environment, but there's some politics going on between two seniors. Okay. And he has to work according both the seniors' strategy, but there is a conflict 
between the seniors which affects his work. One is saying do this, the other is saying do that. It's the complete opposite. Please help me. Who do I listen to? Do I just do nothing? Lots of love for your podcast, Pratham Sharma. This is the standard thing in the Indian workplace. This is the main work, how to manage bosses. The other work is not important. Yeah. Bosses. And you had an ingenious solution for Pratham. I don't know if it's a solution, but uh, I think that basically they are both gauging their power through you, right? As in through you and other people that they control. So they will gauge how much of an influence they hold over people by seeing how, you know who's listening to them who's not are they listening to the other guy are they listening to me so you are actually in a position of power by you know by just reporting back what instruction came what instruction didn't come who you're going to be listening to because who is more powerful so i think that that will make a difference so let us say his two bosses are called suresh and mukesh this guy is quite powerful actually then, Pratham, because both of them want Pratham to be on their side. Hmm. And do it the way that they are saying. Exactly. So forget the work. The, nobody cares about the work. The main point is if Suresh comes in and says, what did Mukesh say? What did Mukesh say to you? What did he say? That's your power. You got to make up some shit. Hmm. And then when Mukesh said, what was Suresh chatting with you about? What was he saying? I saw you guys know there was some, I saw some WhatsApps were going back and forth. What's going on there? Hmm. Then you make up some shit. Then you are like a property hmm. that hmm. both of them are fighting over. Hmm. That's your real power, right? That's what you're saying. That's the real power. Yeah. And Pratham can come into work every day and spend four, five years like this. Yeah. Sir, you won't believe what Mukesh sir has been saying about you, sir. You won't hmm. believe it. And then go to Mukesh said, sir, Suresh sir is taking some big steps, huh? big hmm. steps. And the point is that bosses are also mainly interested in that. Yeah. Who cares about the deliverables? That is for Mukesh and Suresh's boss to handle. Yeah. That's way beyond Pratham. He just needs to squeeze both their balls a little bit. But gently. Very. And regularly. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> yeah. Kunal. Yes. Last conundrum, relationship conundrum. Okay. Hello, Kunal. Hello, Paul. Uh, I was set up with this girl to date. Uh, I told her I'm a literature graduate just to impress her. The trick really worked. Now we're in a three-year relationship and she doesn't know that I'm an engineer from a below average university. I think I'm in love with this girl and I want to propose to her. Should I come clean about my education prowess or burn my degree and other related documents as if they don't exist? Please help anonymous what a great conundrum this is fabulous kunal i have a below average uh, university literature degree hmm. should i be embarrassed also i guess i should right well you haven't lied to anyone about your education no uh, you i mean you you have larger problems basically the education was not one <laughs> yeah. of the major things you have your own personality this that is... comes to the fore for people to yeah. deal with. I mean, I, I went to a college which was an arts college and I have mm -hmm. to say that a lot of the lit graduates there, I didn't graduate, I, I, I dropped out of college. 
uh, a year before graduating but a lot of my friends but are, that's mostly because there was no lift right in the, no lift, lift you had to walk up the stairs to the third floor sometimes fourth and it was ridiculous you know i would also no, drop out yeah. I, I said no it's not happening but uh, a lot of my friends are lit graduates and while they're mm. wonderful people and some of them are crappy and all of that i don't think they're any more eloquent or less than i am i mean it's pretty much at par i don't think that it you can really tell a literature graduate from another earlier you could just spout nonsense you know like you could spout out you know hence home you idle creatures get you home and yeah. the girl would be frightened and then you tell her oh that's from julius caesar by william shakespeare but i think nowadays if you do stuff like that you come across not as a literature graduate but just as weird <laughs> yeah no nowadays though people don't quote that yeah. much the joke is dead and the quoting is also dead but also i think depending on where he ends up working you know mm-hmm. it will i mean ultimately it might show on her own education if she is unable to tell <laughs> that he is not in yeah. fact a literature graduate yeah. because yeah. if he says yeah. that you know i work at larson and tubro uh, yeah. or i work at cisco or i work yeah. at you know uh, i work at <laughs> at yeah. uh, tcs but i am a literature graduate and she doesn't figure it out then you might need to question her own educational qualifications kunal i think you've hit upon something i think next week we're getting a conundrum anonymous again from a woman saying i'm dating this literature graduate for 3 years i've told him i'm a literature graduate but i've studied botany yeah um yeah what am i supposed to do by the way You were mentioned there's a famous Bollywood film like this, right? Was it Chupke Chupke with Amitabh? I, I, yeah, I, I think it was Chupke Chupke where where Amitabh is actually lit a professor and she wants mm. to study botany, but mm. he doesn't know the first thing about botany and she thinks that he is the great botanist scientist. So I, I think it is a similar sort of setup. Maybe what you all can do is that watch that movie together, mm. and uh, then you can yeah. just tell her that you know I am that uh, Amitabh Bachchan character. Yeah, just drop some hints. Yeah, and yeah. she'll just slap you across the face, and it's fine. And yeah. if you love each other, it'll last. It'll be fine. What great advice comes from this podcast? Yeah, please don't listen to any of it. This has been our last week. It has. I am Anuva Paul. I am Kunal Roy Kapoor. And next week I think we will be together Kunal. Yes, I will see you in the flesh. Ooh. <laughs> This is turning into a dirty podcast. As always listeners, send us your conundrums at our last week at audiomatic.in. Bye. Bye. You were listening to Our Last Week, produced by Rajesh Tahil and Avdoot Khanolkar hosted by Anuvab Pal and Kunal Roy Kapoor assistant producers Akansha Kadam and Rahul Vaswani